Hey folks and welcome back to the Blue Light Podcast. I'm Brendan from Blue Light and this is the only place you need to be to find out all you need to know about the police recruitment process and increasingly now beyond that point where you actually get accepted into the police, warrant card in your pocket, then what? So very recently I set up a Facebook group for serving regular police officers not special constables, not police community support officers. And if you're listening to this from outside of the United Kingdom, what I mean by that is people who aren't warranted officers, people who don't have a power arrest or they do have a power arrest and they just volunteer. They're special constables, uh, reserve officers maybe. This is just for serving regular police officers. Anyway, so the group has just been amazing. So only formed it. Uh, about four weeks ago, a month ago, just over a month ago, and already it's got over 2,300 members, which is incredible. It's That's about, that's getting on for 2% of all the police in England and Wales. So some of the posts have been absolutely amazing. We've been talking about professional development reviews, uh, transfer interviews, promotion interviews, promotion boards, uh, specialist interviews, application forms. Uh, dog unit seems very popular, as does road policing unit and firearms teams. Um, and also some quite heavy subjects like post-traumatic stress disorder. But one of the ones that really caught my eye that I want to talk to you about today is from one of the group members who's saying, I've only just started. What she actually said was there's been an overwhelming sense of welcome in the force that she's gone for. But what kit do I need to buy before I go out on patrol? So this is one of those questions that's always going to weigh on your mind because you're going to think, am I ready for everything? Have I got all the right kit? Because the force is going to provide you with a basic kit like your body armour, um, a belt, um, they're going to provide you with your protective equipment as well. So things like your baton and your CS spray and your cuffs and holders for all of those things. But what about all of those little extras? Because you sometimes see some police officers on documentaries and honestly, they look like Christmas trees. They've got all sorts of stuff hanging out, hanging off them. And I'm not a big fan of that, actually. I'm not a huge fan of too many things hanging off you because there's too many things for people to grab hold of if they want to, especially carabiners. So pet hate of mine, carabiners. You're not a Christmas tree and you're not going climbing anywhere, so you don't need carabiners. But a lot of the things that were mentioned, I thought, Actually, this is really helpful. So what I've done is I've taken about 40 contributions and tried to wrap them up into a set of contributions that I think you'll find valuable and interesting and useful, really useful, especially if you're just about to start. Or if you're not about to start, just listen to it anyway, because it's going to give you a real insight into the sort of things that you're going to have to carry around on you. And remember, you've only got so many pockets. So this is in no particular order. But one of the things that I thought was interesting was have some kind of traffic folder something with a built-in clipboard that you can hold all of your tickets in. So this isn't for when you're on foot patrol, this is when you're out in a vehicle. And I get this because the amount of times when I've had to write out a traffic ticket or some other ticket or a producer, they don't have those anymore, showing my age here. Um, and it's always, you know, I used to get provided, one force I joined had a little folder that you could actually add a hard back to it. So it's something that had a hard back that you could write on. Other forces, nothing. So built-in clipboard, traffic folder, awesome, awesome advice. 
Next one, torches. Oh my goodness, how many people gave advice about torches? Just about everyone, though, said that the ones that the forces issue are generally rubbish. So the one you've got that's issued by your force, rubbish. I've actually got mine in the drawer next to me. It's still got my collar number on it. So the one I got issued with had was stamped with my collar number because if you leave torches around, someone's going to take it. So, you know, just, I found it. I found it in the police station. So uh, get yourself a really good torch, make sure it's rechargeable and that there's a clip that you can utilize to put on your stabby, uh, your body armor. Um, And there's another one. Someone actually said that there's a make of torch. I didn't know this, that you can actually shine through glass as opposed to it bouncing off the glass at nighttime. So I thought that was really valuable advice. And on top of that, get a head torch uh, for times when you need both your hands, but you still need a torch. So I thought that was useful too boots so many so many so many comments about boots um this particular individual was asking can i find vegan boots anywhere and there's a load of really great advice and by the way if you are a serving officer and you're listening to this and thinking i I could do with being part of this group it sounds awesome then please do ask to join it um i'll put a link in the blurb um, on this podcast but also if you're just listening to this and you're out in the shops or wherever you might be uh, you're on a train or just going for a walk with your dog and you're listening to this then make sure that when you get back to wherever you get back to or just stop for a moment then look up uh, blue light uh, police in service development cadre i'm just looking at it now that's right blue light police in service development cadre so if you just put in the words blue light and cadre c-a-d-r-e then it should bring it up for you. And it's in Facebook groups. Awesome, awesome. You just need to answer the question that I pose to you when you ask to join. Because I ask you, you know, to persuade me that you're a serving regular officer. And most people do that. But there's a significant proportion of people who come back to me to say that you declined me access to the group. And it's because you didn't answer the question. You know, this group is for serving regular officers only. And I'm very precious about that. So, continuing with the advice and guidance, uh, check also that any boots that you wear um, are not going to melt in your level 2 petrol reception. So, make sure that your boots are ones that are going to be acceptable in your role as a police officer. And there's loads of advice, by the way, on the types of boots. I'm not going to mention names, but there's certain boots that officers love. So, if you just ask in the group, they'll tell you. They'll tell you which boots to buy. Some forces do provide boots, most don't. Um, Interestingly, there was talk about how one force has got a vegan network. I think that's awesome. Uh, And a guy called Disco runs it. That's his nickname. So big up to Disco. On the boots issue, make sure you get some insoles. I'm a big fan of insoles because especially when you're on a scene guard or something like that and standing around, um, a lot of boots aren't quite as comfortable as they could be if you had insoles. Next, a key holder for your handcuff key, because you're always going to be fumbling around in your pocket for it, and it's not there, or it's on your key ring with a load of other keys attached to it, which isn't appropriate, especially when you've got electronic blippers for your car on there as well. No, a, a little key holder, an extendable one for your handcuff uh, holder. What else? Oh yes, a Leatherman or similar. Um, but there's some great advice about be careful where you put it. These are like multi-tools and they're really, really handy because you never know when you're going to need some kind of multi-tool to open something, get into something or hack into something. So 
be careful though where you put it because if it's too accessible then someone who you are dealing with and you might have to be confrontational and use force they might be in a position to get it off you and if it's got a knife on it then you could be in trouble so be really careful about where you store it and how you store it um what else yes when you go out on patrol take some lunch with you uh, because there's many a time when you're going to get asked to go to hospital guard or a scene guard and you're going to miss your rest refreshment break and you're going to be starving hungry and don't rely on your colleagues to bring you anything they will if they can but they may be really pulled out as well and so make sure you take something with you even if it's just little snacks to keep you going um some great advice here as well i'm going to intermingle it the actual sort of physical things but advice about how to approach your first few weeks your first few months your first few hours um the consistent one that cropped up all the time is ask questions ask questions and i'm a big fan of this as well if you don't know something then ask questions i mean i served for just under three decades in three forces and a home office department and i've got to say on my last day i realized that actually i don't know anything about policing well i do i've got like three decades worth of experience but what i reflected on was how little i actually knew but the important part is knowing who to ask and what questions to ask so that's really important ask questions and be prepared to listen a lot Uh, other advice similar to that always know what road you're on and where your nearest junction is i still do this now as i'm passing junctions i'm thinking right that one's a a handover road uh, that one's a smithson lane and i'm always doing that and i can't switch off i can't switch off i always know what road i'm on and i also know the name of the road i've just gone past and it's just ingrained in me that and that's really important because if you're in trouble for something there's no point in just saying i'm on a big long road and i don't know its name or even if it's a big long road and you know its name they want to know what junction you're close to or what junction you've just gone past so really really important for your safety oh what else always have a spare uniform in your locker just in case someone vomits on you or you fall in a big puddle of mud or you get some blood on you or anything like that yeah really good advice that spare uniform in your locker uh what else (laughs) i like this one make the bruise all right no matter what anyone says about you shouldn't be expected to make cups of tea and coffee for the rest of the team just because you're new um you know get over it get the kettle on even if you don't drink tea or coffee and don't come yeah don't come up with that i don't drink anything with caffeine then well other people do on your team so make them a brew offer to make the brews and put the kettle on you're not going to go far wrong uh bit gory this one uh sudden deaths sudden deaths you you are going to have to deal with dead people by the way uh, and i'm not saying that flippantly they are dead you're going to go to a lot of sudden deaths you're going to go to a lot of suicides and you need to get used to the smell of death now quite a lot of um, people who i coach and support for the recruitment process i ask them what sort of things do they think they're going to be dealing with on a day-to-day basis and rarely do they say sudden deaths and it's going to be a key part of what you do you're representing the coroner's office uh, as a police officer and you've got to determine whether the cause of death was natural or whether it's suspicious and it's something that you've just got to get over and learn how to deal with and there's a lot of conflicting advice of whether you should have some vicks on you so you can put that under your nose so you don't the smell of the the dead body doesn't sort of gross you out or anything but other people were saying no you just got to get used to it me i'm in the get used to it camp 
I mean, to get used to it, camp. Because uh, the other thing it does is it there's a very distinct smell. I know it might sound a bit gory, this, but there's a very, very distinct smell, and you can smell it a mile off. Uh, thankfully, since I left the police, I've never had to smell that smell at all. But as a serving police officer, sometimes it served me well because as I was approaching a house for a concern for welfare or something like that, I could kind of smell it in the air. I kind of knew that, yeah, I think I know what we're going to uh, be dealing with now. And as soon as you lifted up the letterbox, get that little whiff and you'd know exactly what you're dealing with. Sorry if it sounds a bit gross uh, and gory, folks, but that's part and parcel of being a police officer. Okay, back to some more cheerful advice. Um, A touchscreen set of leather gloves. I like that because, you know, a lot of the time you you have to take your gloves off to deal with a touchscreen device. It might be a device that the force has provided or it might be your own personal phone that you need to utilise for job purposes. I know that's a bigger debate. Should you do that or shouldn't you do that? But I think that's good advice. But one thing I'd check is that the leather gloves are appropriate and when i say appropriate is that the gloves i had that i was issued with were not resistant to knives and blades but uh, not resistant 100 percent. but they they had a level of resistance built into them so check that as well and also uh, there's some comments about if you're vegan you might have to be aware that some of the equipment that you will have issued to you is leather So that's something to bear in mind if you're vegan. Right, where are we now? Um, Let's just see. Oh, yeah, lots of cheap pens. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, Lots of really, really cheap pens and black. Black. We don't do blue in the police. We do black. And if you've got a nice fancy watch, leave it at home. You want a nice cheap watch just in case it gets damaged. Uh, Other advice about kit be ready 15 minutes before you start time this came from one of the sergeants on in the group to say that look as a sergeant what really impresses me is when student officers are ready to go they're there 15 minutes before and they're there to support and help others and sometimes to support and help me and look smart and look the part you know there's some officers i see and they look like they've been dragged through a hedge backwards and they might have been but if they turn up for the next shift still looking like that there's no excuse look smart and look the part and other advice uh, that's not necessarily about kit sometimes you're going to need to get hands on so know your powers know your tools and powers in terms of uh, powers of arrest when you can use force when you can search people and know your basic offenses i'm huge fan of this folks know your law it is so so important to know your law and spend as much time as you can learning the law and learning how to apply it and not just knowing that you've arrested someone but knowing why you've arrested them what part of the legislation allows you to arrest this person and know the difference between things like suspect and believe um, and know because there's a huge difference and it crops up in various bits of legislation a really interesting conversation going on in the group at the moment about section 4 of the road traffic act and how that uses the word suspect in terms of a power of entry but then that has been how that has been repealed by some bit of legislation that i can't remember um and utilizing section 17 of pace which is believe you've got to have reasonable grounds to believe that someone's in the premises so all of that kind of stuff is really essential and the reason why it's really essential is because when you put the wrong word in your statement if you say that i suspected that they were in the house when actually you needed to believe then the defense will pull your case apart 
and the CPS probably won't. The Crown Prosecution Service probably won't proceed. So know your law, folks, and uh, it's going to take some time, but know the basics first and then start expanding your knowledge base. All right, so what else? Yeah, have an evidence bag, a couple of evidence bags in your stab jacket because you never know when you're going to need them. Have some spare gloves, some, you know, um, PPE-type gloves. Um, Oh, yeah, so, and go slowly. Don't rush into things. You know, I, I got this advice when I was a sergeant, actually. And I also got this advice when I was an inspector from people who are PCs and sergeants to say that sometimes I whiz around a little bit too fast. And that can sometimes uh, disorient people a little bit. So slowly, 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 slowly. There's some things you're going to have to rush into, but most things you don't. And because you go in slowly, you can observe what's going on. And you can make have a little bit of breathing space to think, what is it I'm actually dealing with? Uh, some great advice on that one. Make sure everyone's safe. That's the first thing. Everyone that you're dealing with, make sure they're safe. Protect the scene, whatever the scene is. Make sure the scene's preserved. And then start working out what it is that you're dealing with. But get those things done first. Make sure everyone's safe. No one's going to come to any harm. And make sure the scene's protected. Um, on your first day, take some cakes in. Alright, so we're almost at the end now. On your first date, take some cakes in. Don't turn up without any cakes. Uh, there was a photograph in the group, actually, which I thought was awesome. They had three people join them on the same day, and it was just this table full of cakes. And I just thought, yep, they know what's needed. Uh, cakes on your first day operational. Alright, okay, what am I going to end with here? I'm going to end with my uh, last bit of advice for you folks. It's nothing to do with kit. It's to do with decision making. Um, so one of the things that I kind of pick up is that there's some officers, especially newer officers, who are a bit afraid of making decisions because they're afraid they might make the wrong one. Can I share something with you? I spent just under three decades making massive mistakes, <laughs> huge mistakes. They were all genuine mistakes, and they're all ones where I thought, you know, I need to do better than that next time. But yeah, you're going to make some bad decisions. But the thing about decisions is that the more you make decisions, the easier they get to make. And the faster you get over the ones that are the poor, bad decisions, as opposed to the ones that are just outstanding. Always latch onto the ones and keep in the back of your mind the ones that were just outstanding. But you're going to make some poor decisions. As long as they're not unlawful, as long as you're not doing anything to harm anyone or to deliberately be dishonest, as long as you're doing your very, very best, then you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. As long as you know your law and you're doing your best, you're going to be absolutely fine. There's only one thing worse than a bad decision, and that's someone who makes no decisions at all. So I'll leave you with that one, folks. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. It was, like I said, it was in no particular order. I was just jotting them all down as I went through all the different posts and comments in the in the group. Again, if you want to join that group, you've got to be a serving police officer. So a serving regular police officer. Get in touch with me, though, um, via the Facebook group. Like I said, you're just looking for the words blue light, police, in-service, development, cadre. Um, I know it sounds a bit long-winded, but it kind of describes them, doesn't it? So you're in service, the group's there to help develop you, and you are a cadre. You're these amazing group of people who are serving police officers. So please do ask to join the group. Uh, You'll find it in Facebook groups. Remember to answer the question. I said it before, but so many people don't answer the question and expect to be let in. No, answer the question that says, persuade me, you're a regular police officer. I often chuckle at some of the things that people write. Um... 
over 2,300 supportive individuals all helping each other an amazing group and at last now we've got something that goes beyond police recruitment and if you are in the police recruitment process or you're about to do, go into the police recruitment process remember there's a group for you as well just look for blue light and police recruitment in facebook groups and there's a group that's got over fifteen thousand members so this one's and that's actually that's about four years old and it's over fifteen thousand members and this one is just a month old and it's got over two thousand so it's doing well it's doing well clearly a need for this kind of support and the people in it are absolutely awesome so there you go folks i shall leave you with that um what should we do in the next podcast i don't know i don't know i'll think of something useful for you hope you enjoyed this one and if you've got any comments or feedback post it in the comments if you can put comments or certainly rate this podcast and if you've got any questions please do ask away in the facebook group and i'll catch up with you next time <laughs>